Hey listeners, so I'm trying really hard not to make doing these messages a habit. However, there are two things that I want to bring up. First is I must apologize for the quality of audio on my end. It wasn't until we were in the editing process did we realize that I was recording using the microphone for the camera rather than the Blue Yeti microphone. So for that, I apologize. The next thing is I want to mention that at the start of the 36 minute and 30 second mark, Mike and I get into a very in-depth discussion about drug usage, mainly opiates and heroin. So for anyone that feels this is uh, rather too hard of a subject to listen to, you can fast forward to the one hour, 30 minute mark. Yes, this is a very long episode where we conclude with revisiting the popper story, which after speaking with some people really drastically needed some clarification. So with that being said, let's start the episode. I think that did it. Oh, absolutely not, Mike. What? No, turn off the damn game. It's not the game, it's my phone. Turn off the damn phone. You turn off your phone. My phone is on silent, asshole. I don't want to hear your excuses. Because I'm a motherfucking professional. Since when? <laughs> Since the moment I said that sentence. Well, it has to start somewhere. Uh, again, I know I know you probably didn't even watch it, but did you watch the coincidence uh, thing? What coincidence thing? There was a video I sent you to, uh, it was the Kaufman Institute of Coincidence. It's like two minutes long. I, I, I saw of it. You, Does that you, count? I, I mean, the jokes won't work, but yeah, I suppose. Do, do you want me to watch it right now? Yeah, please. Okay, okay, hold on. Uh, is it the picture with, of the dude jogging? Uh, yeah. You're not going to like it, but okay, it's, okay. I, it's just about comedy. I swear to God, it's about nothing else. All right, hold on. I'm going to play it. Are you or a loved one suffering from a medical coincidence? You want proper medical care, but you don't want people sniffing around asking a whole bunch of questions about what might be causing your problem. At the Kaufman Institute for Coincidence, we won't look into the cause of your heart or other problem. We'll just fix it. That's right. We promise to only look at your symptoms. We won't get all curious looking for causes, because that could get your employer or your doctor into some legal hot water. And nobody wants that. At Kaufman, we understand that coincidence is now the leading cause of death. <laughs> if we want to operate at the speed of science, there's no time for looking for causes. No pesky questions about drugs or vaccines you may have been given. At Kaufman, we specialize in the effects and leave the causes to the conspiracy theory. <laughs> let's be honest, we know the cause anyway. It was a coincidence, right? For each new patient, Kaufman's talented team of doctors strap on their blinders and look directly at the problem area, usually the heart, just like the CDC recommends. Our main campus now treats myocarditis, blood clots, heart arrhythmia, stroke, heart attack, magnetic skin, difficulty breathing, full body blisters and burning, convulsions, kidney failure, memory loss, cancer, sudden death, and much, much more. Give your coincidence the attention it deserves but not the wrong kind of attention. 
at Kaufman. Schedule your appointment today at KaufmanCoincidence.com and receive a doctor's note with a real science sounding explanation <laughs> to provide to your anti-vax friends, <laughs> proving to them it was definitely not the vaccine that caused your coincidence. <laughs> Kaufman, because coincidences happen pretty much all the time. <laughs> Okay, I was wrong. I thought you were going to give me static about it. But I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> that was incredible. Okay, but I, I... Okay, after I watched it, I realized there was a problem. Okay, what, what's, what was the problem? Okay, it only treats pre- and present coincidence. It doesn't do it... There's no, you know... Uh, Future treatment? No, no, no... Uh, post-coincidence, like, mental health support or post-coincidence outpatient procedure. What do you mean? Like, you know, you have to maintain the coincidence. No, there, there's no one after the fact to do that for you. Like, like when I had the liver transplant, you know, I still go back in for checkups, post-op checkups. I mean, there's no attention paid to post-op coincidence. Well, I think what they're saying is, like, every coincidence is its own separate thing. It's not, like, a long-running, like, coincidence of, a, of like, a single problem. It's, like, it's just like a blip of a coincidence. All right. So everything is going to be a coincidence. So no coincidences happening. Like, they don't exist in the future because it's a coincidence. Coincidentally. <laughs> so anyway, I was thinking about it, right? And it's like, uh, there, you remember that, that, that old saying? It's like, there's no coincidence, only the, the illusion of coincidence? I've never heard of that. I, I, I always just kind of thought it was just like the, wait, wait how, how's it go? Uh, I, I, I literally just said it to, uh, to A earlier. Uh, oh damn it! How am I drawing a blank on this? Um, you are drawing a coincidence. <laughs> coincidence. <laughs> so the yeah, the only thing I ever heard of was like causation versus correlation. Uh, a, a great one that I that I learned about a while ago, and this one always stuck with me, is that like ice cream consumption is correlated with drownings. Oh sure. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, okay. So, so ice cream, ice cream is causing people to drown. That that that's a correlation. Why not, right? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like it's like the, the 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 real thing is, when are people having ice cream? You know, when it's hot out. Well, what are people doing when it's hot out? They're they're swimming. They're in pools. So yes, these things are going to be connected. You know, there's correlation, but they're not causation between the two. Um, which. I don't know. So, so I guess if you have ice cream and then immediately drown, I think that's just a coincidence. I suppose. Yeah. I mean, yeah, most definitely. So anyway, so I was thinking about the uh, the after, you know, the post, and I came up with sort of a, like I said, a, like a, a service, uh, sort of a, you know, kind of checks in and helps. I call it the illusional coincidence post coincidental illusion patient service. I'm so, what? <laughs> <laughs> the illusional coincidence post coincidental illusion service. Do you have that written down somewhere, or are you just recalling that from memory? From memory. That's why I f***ed it up the second time. The fact that you got it right the first time was that a coincidence? Okay, <laughs> this one I wrote down though. Hold on, let me get the book. Uh, the mission statement. Hold on. Okay, here we go. Oh, you have a mission statement of your coincidence in institute now. Shut up. <laughs> it's like okay. The mission statement is: We help you. Maintain your coincidence in the most cutting-edge and innovative coincidental treatments known to science. <laughs> <laughs> is 
that the title of, the, uh, of this episode now? Uh, that's really fucking long, but yeah, sure. If you, you know, why not? <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so, so so where is this spawning from? Is this just something that you stumbled like uh, stumbled across online? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm constantly, you know, out there fucking doing all kinds of stupid shit online, and yeah, that's this just is true. That's just one of those things that I came across. You know, it was uh, I couldn't believe it when I saw it. I was like, oh my god, that is so funny. <laughs> let me ask you. Let me. I'm curious. Why did you think I wouldn't respond well to that? Well, we've had the conversation about this particular topic but and I, I thought you would have thought I was taking a shot across the bow at you and that wasn't the case it was literally just about the comedy no that that, that whole thing was tongue-in-cheek oh yeah and whoever did it was like a f***ing genius <laughs> that was great that's great we'll, we'll have to post that um the, the the link to the video in the show notes because I think we need to keep the entire thing in in the confines of the recording like we can't edit that out that was that was great. Oh, dude. Thank you for sharing that. That was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. <laughs> That's you know. coincidence. <laughs> One out of 5,000 messages that you send, man. <laughs> You're bound, bound, to, bound to strike gold once. Well, you know, like like we talked about with Tucker Carlson, even a broken clock is right twice a day. There's a sentient boat shoe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So it has been a minute since we've uh, done a recording. I know, it feels like a year ago. Like, I don't even remember what it was like to sit in this chair. Which is funny because it's the only computer in the room, it's the only chair in the room. So. Well, maybe. Do you just do you but just I'm, never sit there when you're not recording? I'm not at the house. I'm in an undisclosed location. Bunker 17. <laughs> Actually, I think this one is one of Cheney's. There's a lot of human blood around. In bottles, oh, you know, spread. in bottles. Not like spread all over the place. God, when was the last time? It was like uh, two months ago at this point. Uh, I know, it feels like forever ago. You yeah, it was, uh, our last post was December, but we recorded that uh, after Thanksgiving, so we can't keep doing this. Our, our public needs us. You know, that one person who downloads this, they're curious. Speaking of downloads, um, we didn't talk about this last episode. Actually, I don't think it happened until afterwards. Uh, that weird spike that happened of downloads. Ah, oh, dude, it's a coincidence. <laughs> I'm sure it was one of my friends fucking around, you know. You think? I mean, maybe. I, I don't know. I mean, I looked into it a little bit, but... Because it wasn't every episode. It was just that one single episode that had, like... I mean, it really messed with the numbers because it gave us, like, a 2,500% increase in downloads. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we said something in there that struck a chord and it got around. Can't imagine what that could have been. For anyone anyone wondering, it was the episode of uh, Mike vs. 2.5 Million Ants. Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> uh, it shot up the charts uh, due to a bug in the system. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even mean for that. <laughs> oh, man. Nuts. It's good to was be that, back. Was that, it is good to be back. Was that really an accident? That was really an accident. With your tone and delivery, to like I, I would, I, I, I'm struggling to believe that. Are you sure? It was. It was not. Like I did not mean to set myself up for laughs down the road. <laughs> I give many things to the listeners. Laughs are not one of them. Yeah, you do. I cannot recall the last time I came this unprepared to an episode. Like I have. I haven't reviewed the notes. I haven't added anything onto it. That's that's funny as shit because I did the opposite. I made notes. 
Where? I didn't see anything. Oh, that's because they're in a book right here. That's not the... Oh, my God. <laughs> so I will try my best to be clever and witty, and uh, but do not expect uh, top-tier stuff from me. Why don't we discuss the important topic of microaggression farting? You're going to need to, to lead this conversation. I'll try to pick up the crap you're dropping. It's just farting. It's not an actual... Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it's not an actual. <laughs> uh, all right, so anyway, uh, it's getting around the internet that uh, farting is a like a, a literal form of microaggression that men use to dominate women. I don't know, man. I have I have smelt some farts that have uh, been excreted from some individuals who identify as women, and uh, those are none too pleasant. I mean, I can't say that there's been times that I've that I've, I've literally woken people up. Well, this isn't so much about smell, but sound. A sound is the microaggressive? Uh, I, I'm not following you here. Farting louder than your significant other is supposedly a form, uh, like, sort of a form of dominance over them. Well, I don't subscribe to that at all. I think, I think with the right person, with the right uh, relationship, it could just be healthy competition. I knew someone who was with uh, with a guy for like two years and never farted in front of him. What? Yeah. She would run to the bathroom if she had to fart. Even <coughs> if she was dead asleep, she would get up and run to the bathroom, fart in the bathroom, and then go back to bed. I mean, you have to like shake your leg out to like, you know, air it out a little bit. You can't just like, otherwise it just like follows you like a plume, like pig pen from the peanuts. <laughs> Really, that, that, that's a level of, uh, of control that I do not possess. No, we're not all I don't get it. Like, it's just, it's just a bodily function. What, what's, what's the issue here? She was just never comfortable farting around it. Okay, so no, I, I want to jump back to this article that you brought up. Well, first off, where is it from? Which article do you... The this... microaggressive... Oh, this, this is just something that's circulating like on Twitter and Facebook and stuff. Oh God! <laughs> I, I I don't give any. I don't give that credence at all. No, I don't even like. Might, using might, as well, those. might as well be on 4chan at that point. Why well, would? I don't know what 4chan is. No. No, I've it's never like, heard of it. I don't know. Are you being sarcastic? Of course not. What? Moving on. You can't do this to me. <laughs> So okay, so 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 the premise of the article or the conversation taking place is that is it specifically geared towards like targeted at men, or is it just like a partner in general? Oh, microaggression farting. Yeah, it's a it's a new thing uh, that's pretty much being presented and put forward by like the traditional uh, kind of feminist, which they're taking a lot of flack as of late. I don't I don't think that's fair. Well, yeah, it's, it's inherent to the word. You're not making any sense. But go ahead. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about with this fart stuff. I'm not seeing it. Like, aside from that YouTube thing from 2022 of May. Like, that's that's all I'm saying. So. And uh, the fart rape thing is a Snopes article, and it was rated by Snopes to be false. 
Alright, well this was this was something that somebody had put out today. And it's being presented as a valid viewpoint. I mean I, I don't think so. I again I, I I've always been on sort of an even farting keel with anyone I've ever been in a relationship with. Like I thought that was important. Uh yeah, because that's that's a sign of like comfort with the person you're with. Yeah. I mean if you can't if you can't like squeeze a toot out every once in a while in the per- like in, in front of the person that you've that you know that you're dating i mean are you actually a couple right you know like what would happen if my friend married the guy you know like what are you gonna do spend 20 years running into the bathroom just to fart what if you go oh my god like what what if you go camping or something together and you're just around each other all day cross country <laughs> road trip like what do you do like you're you're, you're hit in that scenario you know it's you, like you can't hold it in forever right right I mean, I, I wasn't saying I bought it. Uh, I was merely. Good, I, was, good. I mean, I, I think this kind of. You know, the, the, the point I was trying to make is I think people are really overreaching with some of this microaggression stuff. I mean, I doubt, like. Not as, all of it, but some of it, sure. <laughs> as two, you know, hetero cis white males, I mean, we are the ones to be giving our opinions about what a microaggression is and isn't but yeah like I, I don't know but yeah I mean I get what you're saying but then again why are topics off limits I think farting is gender neutral I think so too <laughs> and and honestly if you're truly comfortable in a relationship farting should be like an old west quick draw contest or like a you know a duel through the victors go the spoiled air <laughs> This is episode 10. Okay. We we hit double digits. I mean, we got to do like a montage, you know, a little time of your life from Green Day. You know, all the moments that laughed, all the tears, you know. It's 10 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, dude. Right, 10 episodes. <sighs> we talking about the, the France woman? Uh, no, I only saw the Ukraine thing. Oh, no, no, no. What was the France thing? Tell me that. (laughs) It was was a clip that someone posted. And it's all the uh, the Miss uh, Miss Universe contestants going up to the microphone and, like, you know, saying the name of the country that they're from. You know, it's like, you know, people, you know, women walking up, like, oh, like, you know, uh, Colombia, you know, Croatia, you know, Czech Republic. Denmark, <laughs> the woman from France, goes off. She's like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> like, first off, first off, the video starts in the A's. Okay, so you're waiting a long time. Oh, for and God's then, sake! It's we're it's tomorrow morning, and it finally happens. But I think that's what makes it so funny. Is that <laughs> oh, this, yeah. Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. Everyone's in it. Right. No, I get you. you know, like, like you. Like, I think there had to be, I don't know, 20, 25 contestants before uh, Miss France. <laughs> so when she walks with the microphone and, you know, she walks up, you know, you know, you know absolutely, like, you know, prim, put together, looking gorgeous. And then just, France! <laughs> <laughs> I just I did not expect 
to find that so funny. <laughs> so I'm like, oh God, here we go. Just some stupid video. All right, I'll watch it, see what it's like. And beautiful, beautiful, just chef's kiss. Okay, we need, we need to post that up and you need to watch it because it was incredible. Um, but no, that, that's the only thing from, you, from this universe I saw. Look at the Ukraine one, man. They, that costume must have cost a fortune. Uh, it was probably made from rubble. No, this isn't rubble. Uh, pulling it up here. Uh, Plus, we all know the rubble burned down. Um, wait a minute. Is is she cosplaying as a character from Overwatch? No, she's supposed to be a female Saint Michael. Wait, wasn't Saint Michael evil? What? Saint Michael wasn't that the one? Like, wasn't Saint Michael like a fallen angel? No, he was an I archangel. Don't, I don't remember Saint Michael being <clears throat> good. That's you're you're associating Saint Michael with Michael Michael as in me, so you're you're confused. <laughs> uh, God, I'm I'm looking up two different things now. Hold on, uh, Overwatch, angel, character. Um, no, dude, seriously. Is it is it that similar? Yeah. What what's this character's name in Overwatch? Mercy. Are are you seeing it? Um, I pulled it up on my phone. It's a gorgeous costume. He's considered a champion of justice, a healer of the sick, and a, and the guardian of the church. In art, St. Michael is depicted with a sword, a banner, or scales, and is often shown vanquishing Satan in the form of dragon. Hey, we gotta talk about that. Just reminded me, we gotta talk about that whole uh, Catholic Church thing. Oh, God, what do they do now? No, no, no. Remember? <laughs> what do they do now? We're going back to witch trials. No, uh... <laughs> Remember we talked about, uh, uh, what was it? Oh, it came from the Wikipedia thing where I had myself uh, declared a demigod. Uh, and I was like, I wonder how far we could take this stupid bullshit. And remember I was like, what are the requirements to become a saint of the Catholic Church? I do remember this bit. Go for it. Okay, so I meet the terms and conditions and everything that's happened that is provable that, you know, still qualifies me. Like, I... Just so much craziness has happened that I knew it would be a funny f***ing stunt. Run me through this. Okay. So, uh, how it works is you contact... We would have to contact the uh, local, uh, I believe, bishop, which for us would... Uh, the nearest one is in Philly. And uh, once they were like, okay, yeah, you meet the requirements, they kick it up. And then if... Um, it's approved by, you know, the higher-ups. I don't want to use the V word. Uh... So, everything like that, and if it worked, and it got kicked back, uh, goes back, and they're like, yeah, okay, sure, yeah, uh, then it would be considered for real, and then sort of put through a third round. It's like, well, maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, at the end, if they approve it, I will be Saint Michael. <laughs> Okay, and this is this is an approval to become a saint? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright, let's see what we got here. How to become a saint. Yeah, you, you said that three miracle thing. It's like, yeah, Rob, I remember the Val Kilmer movie too. <laughs> no, I actually just like knew about that. I, but it's two, not like, three. Is it only two? Mm-hmm. No, 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 it's three. I'm looking at the uh, this website here. 
Or, no, wait. Is, I was gonna say, is it the actual? Because the one, I'm looking <clears> the actual one. It's two. Mike, 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 we're, we're not going through the process of having you canonize as a saint. <laughs> okay. I want to be okay, Saint Michael. Like, It'll be fun. <laughs> welcome to Dead Metal Podcast with uh, Saint Michael and Edward Snowden. <laughs> what, what an unlikely alliance. Right? I got nothing for you. Plus, according to Wikipedia, I'm Gilgamesh. <laughs> Yo, so the other day, um, I think it was A, she called me a gym bro. That's douchebag. Yeah. Like, I categorically deny this, like, this statement. Like, this is not canon. How am I a gym bro? I'm like, I'm like, I'm not, like, mainlining creatine. Yeah, that, that, that kind of thing should be, like, just for, like, the liver king, you know? That's not for you. Like, the what? Look it up. The liver king? I don't... Oh. Oh my. That yeah. man's muscles have muscles. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not you. No. <laughs> no. No. Um but yeah, she like like she referred to me as a gym bro and I'm like, "What well, what makes me a gym bro?" And the the response I got was, "Well, you go to the gym like five or six times and No, I don't I don't think that qualifies, dude. I'm not counting, like, macronutrients. Just that day, my diet for this entire day has consisted of three food groups. Dark chocolate, milk chocolate, and an energy drink. Like, that's all I, like, that is not a gym bro diet. Yeah, your life is, it's, it's like, it's not death and taxes, it's death and chocolate. Like... <laughs> death by chocolate. <laughs> Which is a thing. Yeah, so... No, it, so yeah, I I wanted to pick your brain about that. You know, no, so, like, no, 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 no. I'm not feeling it. I'm not nope. feeling gym bro. Like, yes, I do have dedicated workout shirts, but they're all Dragon Ball Z and anime stuff. I don't think. Plus, that's gym you're bro. you're way too relaxed for that attitude. That's the right response, honestly. So if you're, you're way too lacking in muscle definition. That's not what I meant. I meant you don't have the fucking, you know, like that whole. Because the, a lot of the people that work at the gym are, you know, significantly younger. Like they're, you know, they're early twenties. Okay. You know, and because you know, I am there. A decent amount of time. I've you know, developed a good relationship with them. I, I talk with them quite a bit. And one of them said something to me that uh, it shook me to the core. He said, oh, I was up late the other night and I was watching Hey Arnold on Nick at Night. And I'm like, wait, wait, what? Like, I, I, I don't, I, I heard what you said. I don't like, I don't <laughs> like what you said. Why is Hey Arnold on Nick at Night? No. Don't do this to me. Come on, I'm still trying to still trying to wrap my head around the fact that cartoons are on Nick at Night. Like it used to be They call them talkies. Uh, one day we'll all be in the talkies. 
Like, I remember when it was Andy Griffith and I Love Lucy, you know, and now I'm talking to these young bucks and they're like, oh yeah, hey Arnold, and uh, another one said, oh yeah, 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 they, they also have like, uh, they also have uh, Rugrats and Ren and Stimpy on there, and I'm like, I don't like any of this. I never particularly thought Ren and Stimpy was that great. Really? Why not? I never, I don't know, I don't know, I just didn't, I thought it was overrated. Have you watched it recently? No. Watch it recently. It's it's a lot better as an adult because it was not for children. How recently? Uh, I watched it about a year ago. No, I meant how recently should I watch it? Well, when we're when we're done, like sure. There's no right answer. No, because I think <laughs> it was made by the. Uh, I think it was. I think it was produced by the same production company that did Beavis and Butthead. Like I remember there being. Uh, uh, yeah, like there, there's a connection between those two shows. I, I forget what it is. Uh, there was a, a bit of overlap there, yeah. And uh, it, just just hearing all these shows that were on TV that were new. Oh, it's a coincidence. That's going to be the theme of the episode. When we were watching Nickelodeon, and now they're on, you know, the old people's Nickelodeon. I don't know, man. Like, yes, yes, we look younger than what we actually are. But we're still not young. Your life experiences do rival that of, say, like Methuselah at this point. Uh, well, we've we've had discussions about this, man. Like in my head, I feel like I'm 200 years old. Oh, I literally have down on the, oh, down and the, on the show notes Mike's journey to sainthood. <laughs> it was it was there the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I should really read these things, even though I even see. <laughs> you made me feel ridiculous. I, I remember us talking about it. I was like, "Wait a minute, was that a listen, dream?" Listen, listen. In my defense, I said earlier, "Okay, I'm not br- like I, I can't bring my A game." That's convenient. I, I had an early day at work today. I was run like I've been running on like two hours of sleep. I know, I know, dude. I was just joking around. If we want to make the show interesting, then we'll put A on. Otherwise, you're just gonna get get us two jack offs. <laughs> we'll just get substitutes. Yeah. <laughs> Why not, right? We should. Just have them be... But they don't get to be themselves uh, for half the episode. They have to be us for the first half, and then they can be themselves. I mean, we've already selected who are, who's going to play us in the movie version of Dead Man on Podcast. Wait, we did? When did that happen? I'm played by Edward Snowden, and then we have to find Michael the Archangel. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm, I'm Michael the Archangel. I thought I overthought it. I thought that I was forgetting some kind of long drawn out conversation. No, 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 no. no. Neither yeah, Matt okay. Damon or Ben Affleck were Michael, right? Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Now, <laughs> that's become oh, that is like a thing in my gaming group. What, Matt Anytime Damon? anyone does anything dumb, Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> where, where did that come from? Like I, I have no idea about the origins of that. Team America. Was it Team America? I, yeah, I thought it predated Team America. I thought Team America no, picked no, it up no. from somewhere else. Uh, I guess that's possible, but I, I always thought it was Team America. Same, same. That is a movie that I've only ever seen once. Oh my god! Think back to how my hair was when that movie came out. I looked just like that fucking character. Wh- which? The actor. Which one? I don't remember you having plastic hair. It's not plastic hair. It, it was, like, up the middle, down to, like, you know, around my eyes. Like, I took so much 
fucking static for that. Oh, Gary Johnston. Oh, yeah, yeah, Man, they're all voiced by Trey Parker. <laughs> yeah, dude. The, the men are geniuses. Oh, dude, they are. The, uh, I remember watching something a couple days ago about when they went to, I think it was the Oscars. They were both on acid. It was when uh, Matt Stone was wearing a dress. Mm-hmm. I thought they wore the dresses uh, because they were already stoned on acid. Yeah, they were when they got there, but that wasn't really why. That was the plan all along, and they just sort of did it. Just roll with it? <laughs> just rolling. So, oh, we didn't talk about your date. My what? Didn't you have a date? Yeah, wait, are, are we opening the door on this? Uh, why not? Okay. I mean, I'm all for it, man. Break stigmas and all that stuff, you know? I'm all about that. I've been doing that for a long time. Your entire existence has been like breaking stigmas. It's just fucking strange luck and high strangeness. I have to say, I've always respected the fact that you've always been unabashedly, unapologetically just you. Ah, it's, thank it's, you. Oh, it's a, it's a compliment. It is. It is. <laughs> like, you know, you know, you know, you you're always just your. Like absolute authentic self. Yeah, I was thinking about this the other day. Actually, it's funny that you brought that up. Uh, I kind of owe that literally in its entirety to the Space Coyote. I just not give her too much credit. Really? Yeah, because I was like, you know, I I spent that little time dating Mary, and she kind of opened me up a bit, and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're we're doing nothing. This is this is the stigma breaking show. All right. There's nothing wrong with that. All right. Oh, she was all about that. All right. All right. And any guy that says they're not into it are liars, or they've never tried it. All right. Putting it out there. That, yeah. That I mean. Yeah. So a anyway, right? Yeah. But uh, again, it kind of comes back to when you know, because I don't know if you remember that point when uh, we were younger where I was like almost agoraphobic. I didn't like leaving the house or anything like that. Do you remember that? I didn't know about the agoraphobic aspect of things. I thought we both were just recluse shut Shut-ins? Yeah, yeah. Of course there's got to be a term for it. It can't just be that you're shy, you know, but yeah, it's a, but yeah, I mean, I was like that for a while, yeah, and then, uh, you know, gradually got out and about and, you know, but like, again, when, it kind of, it really happened, like, for real, for real, where I just didn't give a fuck. Like, L.A., man. Like, I was just like, whatever. See, you say this, and that is not my memory of you at all. Well, no, I was always like that to a degree. But it just kind of went into overdrive when I went to L.A. I'm referring to the whole, like, shut-in thing. Like, I don't remember that aspect of you. Well, maybe it wasn't as bad as I'm remembering it, but I remember hating doing anything for a while. I thought that's just because we were growing up in the 90s and stuff sucked. Maybe that's it. Maybe, again, maybe I'm overthinking it. Because you were yeah, always, like, you, you were always surrounded by, 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 by friends, by people interested in you. Like, you, you, you were this kind of I don't know like I guess unofficial like leader like this magnet of that, that like drew people in yeah like, kind of that that's how I like growing up like as you know the younger brother that's that's kind of like the, like the vision that I always had when we were growing up of you um, I mean that's that's true but again I don't want to sit here and toot my own horn nope. or do I 
<laughs> no, I mean, yeah, and that that also came back to bite me in the ass because everyone took it so personally when I left. Like, there's people who haven't forgiven me today. Like, mm-hmm. well, I mean, have they have they not forgiven you or not forgiven the actions that you've done? That's something people don't see them as separate issues. Like a big part of I feel oddly enough of, of this podcast is for us to talk about our relationship and like that 10 year gap and kind of like kind of do like some reconciliation live on live for you know on the well, air essentially again we're gonna have to have a real long talk about that off this thing because why why off this thing i thought well I thought... I mean, we could talk about some of it but not there's there's a lot of it that like why would we why would we want to sleep with our cousin shelbyville <laughs> thought that was the point of this whole thing. Yeah, that was the point. Oh, I forgot. I knew I was searching. Oh my god! But no, because I, I, I kind of thought that that was the point of like, or not the point, but a point of doing this together was to have these discussions and kind of parse things out. Well, all right, uh, we'll tell you live. what. Uh, again, remember, remember on the, the the last thing where I was like, we really did sit down and have a drunken discussion about the last ten years, and you're like, well, you can't drink. I was like, yeah. but yeah, I mean, there's there's stuff we should discuss prior to just putting it out there because it's like some of it's straight up like. But do you feel? And I, man, we're going back to like episode one or two with what I'm about to say. Um, we still got to do the commentary on episode one, which was supposed to be episode two. We still have to do our introductions. <laughs> No, we don't. <laughs> Who the fuck are these guys? <laughs> so no, I, so 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 going back to episode one and two, okay, like stuff that we had talked about then was you know the experiences that you had being beneficial to people that are kind of dealing with 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 what you've dealt with and that journey that you've had, and if anything that we could talk about offline could be useful to someone overhearing it. I mean, oh, no, 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 this isn't about that, because that was just a small portion of that 10-year period. That was, like, the last two years. The hardcore drugs? Yeah, sure. I always thought that it started with the pills and then moved to hardcore drugs. Yeah, but that took forever. I was getting those prescriptions for, you know, a long, long, can, long, can, long time. Can I say something here? Sure. And I don't know if, I don't know if you did this, like, subconsciously, but... Uh, there was just now a differentiation between opiates and heroin as, like, hard drugs. They're the same thing. Are they? Are they? No. Yeah, dude. Classic. One just comes in a pill and one's just... If anything, the heroin, if you get it from the right place and it's not cut to shit and mixed with nonsense... Heroin's probably better for you than the opioids. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I am an idiot. Uh, this is why. This is why this is not a medical health podcast. Uh. <laughs> well, that and you can't pronounce any of the terms. <laughs> so yeah, opiates are a class of drugs that include the illegal drug uh, heroin. But you. But okay. No, no, no. But what you just said, though, you said you didn't start doing like hard drugs until two years in. But, okay. When, but, when you say you when you say hard, I, I, okay, okay. Here's here's where you distinguish between the two, okay? Because okay. there were there was a long period of time where I was taking the prescription as told, didn't abuse it. It was never about getting high for me, you know. It was because I had that infection in my face, uh, that staph infection, MRSA, MRSA, 
And you remember that picture? It looked like somebody hit me with a bat. You, you never looked better. Aw. You know what a gal wants to hear. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, continue, continue. Do you remember the picture? I can send it to you real fast. Uh, no, we're good. You sure? All right. All right, but yeah, it was, and it, it didn't even start with just like, here's fucking, you know, the most hardcore opioid on the market. It was because mm -hmm. I had this pain in my face. It felt like, which how it, which how it starts for a lot of people, like everyone, really. And they don't like, I okay. At the time, I, I feel like I've said this before on here, but at the time, I barely even drank. Okay, I didn't smoke. I didn't do anything, and I I was completely ignorant to the fact that. What I just told you, like, I didn't know that either. You know, like, opioids and heroin are the same thing. Like, I didn't, no one told me, you know. I didn't think you could get that from a doctor. I, you know, uh, I'm still thinking back to when we were kids and we were dealing with, there's drugs, and then there's drugs. Yeah, we weren't exactly reading the New England Journal of Medicine every day, you know. Yeah, we were still, you know, this is your brain on drugs when we were little kids, you know. And it wasn't like, oh, by the way, you can get, you know, street drugs from your doctor. Uh, this, this is crack cocaine. <laughs> right. Thank you, CIA. But yeah, I, I didn't know, man. Like, I just didn't know. And it started out with uh, Percocet. Okay, because, again, it was a really bad problem in my face. I couldn't even fly for a while because it felt like my head was going to explode. Like, it literally felt like a rat was trying to chew its way out of my eye socket. Ugh. Like, that was how I described it, you know? And uh, mm -hmm. that was at altitude, though. You know, on the ground, it was just like uh, how I described it was like uh, consistent, uh, like, fucking red alarm migraine. Uh, mixed with like what you would imagine a a clock being wound too tight inside of my head, and this is all just from the uh, the MRSA staph infection thing. Because it was behind my eye, they still don't know how I didn't lose vision in that eye. If anything, you've got better vision, right? I don't know what that's about. I can, you know, I'm like a hawk. <laughs> no. Oh, holy shit! Yeah, you're the only one of us that doesn't wear glasses. <laughs> And I look like our old mailman from Drexelwood for some reason, coincidentally. It's a coincidence. But <laughs> Actually, did you see that picture I sent you right before we started? That old, old, old photo of our grandmother and grandfather? Yeah, yeah, I did. I kind of look a little like him. Not a lot, but a little bit. That's the picture of Bigfoot riding Nessie. <laughs> the truth is out there. For people listening in, that's the kind of stuff that Mike constantly sends me. Yeah, oh uh, god, I bombard him with crap on a daily basis. I was going back through uh, some of the messages that, I think I told you this, I was going through some of the, well yeah I did because I apologize for it, but uh, going through, scrolling up to all of it, and I was like, Jesus mm -hmm. Christ, no wonder he's always yelling at me. So much. No, no, you're, you're right, does really much, uh, really look like you. Uh. Do you know his name? I don't remember his name. I, I want to say Charles, but I don't feel like that's right. No, 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 I think it was Edwin. Edwin. That Hold on for sense. a second here. We can figure this out. Give me one second. Oh, I thought you were going to fart. Sorry. No, no, no. I'll be right back. I, we can figure this out. You're not going to go into some kind of genealogy thing, are you? Well, since Rob's not here, I guess this is a good time to talk about uh, his OnlyFans account. We can't give away the exact location as far as uh, the link, but... Uh, what I can say is it's uh, either uh, you know or you don't kind of situation. I'll use that time to uh, top off my coffee. Okay.
Okay. So, so we can figure out his name because I have two items of his. Okay. Are you there? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I was just have, thinking about what you could possibly have have and how you have it. I have his certificate of satisfactory service to the U.S. Marine Corps and adequacy. His dog tag. You have a dog tag? Wow. Mm-hmm. What's it say? Uh. R.H. Blood. No. Uh. Schnorr Edwin E. Ah, okay. That's where the Edwin came from. Yep. Yeah. 838059 P. Tech 6. Yeah, da 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 da. Yeah. Whatever. Type O. Type O. Type O. And, uh, but yeah, yeah, see, you can. And oh. also, his dates of service. And, uh, yeah, like I said, his, uh, his dog tag. Yeah, I found this while, um, just kind of, kind of just like rummaging through stuff. I can't believe you have his dog tag from World War II. That's crazy. Wild, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. He was a Pacific Front, right? Uh, yeah. Oh. He was a colonel. Has his rank right at the bottom. That's so awesome. I never even noticed that. Yeah, I didn't know that at all. I mean, I knew he was a Marine, but I never knew the rank. Both, all, Technically, all four of our grandparents were Marines. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, our, our uh, grandmothers were part of that Marine Corps Auxiliary League thing. That's right. Rosie the Riveters. You know, uh, 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 Mom's mom was kind of a spitfire. You know? She was a little... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was a... She was a wild card. She, she was, was just... Uh, yeah, most definitely. And she was very... Uh, she It's what you would call today not adhering to... Oh, no, 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 no. I, I, I need to do a correction here. Uh, the signature of the certifying mm. officer was a colonel. Our, gra- uh, our uh, grandfather was a corporal. Corporal, huh? Corporal. I forget which one of those is actually even... High. I, well, I guess corporal would have to be below. Yeah, you would imagine corporal yeah. would be higher, right? Uh, ranks in the Marines. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Hurry up, Rob, or I will bust you down to private so fast. I'm already a private chief. <laughs> Uh, looks like... Wait, what? This? This doesn't make sense. What? Oh, okay. Okay, it does make sense. Uh, I was looking at the enlisted, and I'm like, what? Like, I'm not seeing... I wasn't seeing, um, colonel on there. Uh, but down... If you scroll down this thing to, uh, commissioned officers, you will find first grade... Field grade officers, uh... O-6 colonel. So, yeah. Uh... A commissioned officer is above a enlisted officer. So, yeah. There you go, Mike. A little bit of family history for you there. Uh, don't know how that or why that ended up on the podcast, but there we go. Well, no, because I asked you about the picture, and that started the whole thing. But, yeah, so uh, what the hell are we talking about? Drugs. <laughs> oh, always with the drugs. Mm-hmm. Always with the drugs. But uh, but yeah, back to that, yeah. It's uh, again. I was I was uh, you know it was never really about getting fucking wasted and high. Uh, it was just about not having my head feel like it was going to explode. And it started so gradually, like it started out with just like Percocet, which were like five milligram uh, 
opioids mixed with a certain amount of acetaminophen. And uh, from there, it went to 10 and then to a, a 15 milligram uh, oxycodone pill. And then that stopped doing anything. And uh, that then it went to the, the, the little blue 30s that everyone knows and loves, except you. And yeah, and I was on those and they, they actually, they, they helped. And I was fine for a long, 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 long time. And uh, then that whole thing happened where the space coyote lost her shit. And we went to the same doctor and he didn't want to get in trouble for over prescribing to her. So he cut us both off. She did, she did a month's worth of muscle relaxers, Xanax, and 30s in a weekend. That's what made her go nuts. Let's get an eight ball. No, that's just a weekend. That's popped into my head. Like it's, it's so funny you say that. That that little phrase has popped into my head. Like I guess like ten times in the past month. But so it, it always just like it's kind of like floating around in the back of my skull. <laughs> it's um, an eight ball. <laughs> so uh, I'm trying to think about about some good follow up questions here because I I just have so many about this whole thing so do, do you think that if the doctor never cut you off would that have been the path that you that you found yourself down uh i never would have because all right so it was s that put me onto that you know because i was laying there dying and you know i never even experienced withdrawal prior to that because i never really stepped out of the prescribed dosage to have run out. I mean, there was one time where uh, I lost the whole bottle. There was another time there was an incident with the TSA. Uh, but other than that, yeah, there was a really long time where, again, I, I, I didn't even, you know, I never ran out with the exception of those two times. So it wasn't really uh, a thing. And then, like, all of a sudden I'm cut off, you know, and it was like to even go see, like, a pain management doctor uh, or anything was a fucking problem. At any point during this, I don't want to call it an adventure, but like, did you, were you concerned about the possibility of, of addiction being a thing? Again, I didn't know what addiction really was. You know, you hear these people say, oh, it's addictive. And, you know, if you don't have any concept of what that truly is or means uh, or what it's like, which really to, to, to describe it, imagine the worst flu you've ever had and then multiply it by 10. Like you feel like you're going to die. Is that is that the that's the withdrawal symptoms, correct? Uh, withdrawal and uh, I still had the pain in my face as well. So like I had all the withdrawal symptoms and the pain come back. But no, uh, I'm gonna rewind here. I'm rewind. You're saying that you had withdrawal from the from from the medication usage, not from the heroin usage. Same thing again. So yes. Okay. No, I just want to make make sure that you the know, withdrawal the withdrawal from heroin or the opioids is no different. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because as we have determined from my uh, ignorance, that they're one of the same. Um, well, I was it, just I was just curious, like like like, were you? They were pawning all this stuff as non-addictive too, and they knew what they were doing. They made I forget how many billions and billion. I want to say what? Si- no, they made sixty billion dollars and had to pay like. I think less than a billion of it in fines for all that. You know, ruin people's lives, f***ing kill all kinds of people. Oh, yeah, you have to pay this much. You know, have a f***ing small percentage of your overall profits. 
Be dragged out in the middle of the street and but. beaten to death with clubs in the moonlight. Yeah, definitely. Because again, I was I'm on that list of um, fucking people. I know, you know, no one told me. You you were never told at all during this entire process that hey, like this is a derivative of heroin and it can be a dick. You weren't told that at all. Uh, actually, after okay, remember how I said I lost two? Uh, I lost a bottle once traveling, and then there was another incident with the TSA. After mm -hmm. the TSA incident, the doctor thought yes. that I was abusing them, so he kind of gave me a little speech. But it was more about, you know, mm -hmm. not being a f***ing dickhead. Not so much say, oh, by the way, these are addictive and can kill you very easily. You know, it wasn't really like that. It was, you know, he kind of explained the addiction aspects of it and all that then. But at that point, I'd already been taking them for years, so I was f***ing beat. So when, when, when you, you, you said that you were experiencing, like, withdrawal symptoms, that was withdrawal symptoms from the from the pills and not from the heroin because you know i mean uh, yes that, that that was the medication prescribed by the doctor yes and again it feels like like i said like the most horrible flu you've ever had multiplied by 10 that's what it feels like and for you 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 had that plus the additional like face pain yeah i wanted to shoot myself in the head like it was terrible and i was there for laying there like that for days and days and days and then then s came in and he told me you know uh, you know, I didn't know he was doing any of that stuff. And I heard, I, I, I heard rumors of the grapevine. I, I so, yeah, I mean, he, we went and got some and, you know, I was, I had a thing about needles. I didn't really care for them and it was a big to do. And I just, I was like, fuck. All right. And I, I just grinned and bore it. And, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, almost instantaneously withdrawals were gone and, uh, uh, gradually, a little gra more gradually, uh, the face pain went away. So the doctor, like, cut you off permanently, like, you couldn't go back after a little bit of time? Or, at that point, like... Oh, no, 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 he, he knew he was f***ing up, you know, because they, they, they sort of push doctors to hand these things out like candy. And not just opioids, either. You know, it's weird, like, listening to you talk about this and how it's kind of impacted your entire existence essentially well that that's that's everyone that this happened to well yeah yeah but i mean you know obviously like everyone you know like everyone that personally has happened to and like people in your orbit you know uh but what i'm talking about you specifically for this um i i i get why you have the skepticism that you do towards the medical establishment like that makes a lot more sense now that i'm real now, now that you're saying this and i'm thinking about like you know the past you know nine episodes honestly i had no thought on it one way or the other until he was just like oh you're all cut off now and then i started to look into it and then i started more and more and more and more and more and more and there's just so much wrong like the revolving doors between, you know, the FDA and the uh, pharmaceutical uh, industry. There was a, I forget who he was, he wrote a book about uh, the COVID pandemic, medical something for the government. And uh, now he's uh, a senior executive at Pfizer. You know, he was one of those people that went on TV saying, get your shot, get your shots, get your shots. And his book says, it doesn't say current f***ing executive at Pfizer. It says former health something or other for, of the U.S. government. You know, he, when he wrote the book, he was already out of the government and working for Pfizer. Not a conflict of interest at all, you know. And, you know, he was on CNN all the time. Get your booster. But, uh, any... Well, I, I want to I wanna stick more towards... I was going to say, let's turn around. Yeah, like I want to stick more more towards you know your journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But thing. again, th this whole thing, uh, mm -hmm. it's 
it's not new is what I'm saying and it's something that needs to be dealt with like did you know 70 some odd percent of the FDA's funding comes from the pharmaceutical industries that they're supposed to be regulating I thought the FDA was a government regulation no not in the sense of the funding and all that other stuff it's pretty much a sort of a loose floating affiliation I thought the FDA was funded through tax dollars it's supposed to be yeah, I, I forget exactly how it worked, but I know they take uh, a huge part of their budget comes from. I'm sorry, they don't take it. They get a huge part. But if you're trying to buy out the FDA, just remember, they don't take. American Express. Express. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So let's go back to this. Like, so you had your first experience of, of heroin. And let's kind of let's go back to that and kind of walk through, you know, that, 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 that spiral downwards. You know, I don't repress anything. To the, go back to the journey, go back to the experience. Oh, I mean, it just, you know, people think you just become a drug addict and then instantly you're homeless. No, it's gradual. Did you ever consider yourself to be an addict? At that point, sure. I never thought about it Even when then. I... I bet I, I never thought of it that way uh, when I was taking the medication because it was from a doctor. So when you started doing heroin, like, you were able to have, like, that kind of, like, outside perspective looking in back at yourself and saying to yourself... I, I'm an addict now. Well, I mean, I, I mean, it felt like more like crossing a threshold rather than putting any kind of label on it. You were able to identify that threshold, like you felt something change. Well, yeah, I mean, it go, it's a little different when you're taking half of a little blue pill every couple hours, like every six to eight hours, and then jamming needles in your arm. So yeah, it's a, it's, so, it's a not so subtle difference. You know, plus I always hated needles. Like, I remember one time they wanted to give me a tetanus shot or something in my ass when I was well, in an emergency room when I was a little kid. It took, like, all these people to hold me down. I was, like, the tiniest Hulk ever. I think you were there. kind of recall you being there. This was at Lower Bucks. I've repressed, I, I've successfully repressed almost my entire childhood. But anyway, and so long as you keep taking your repress-it-all from your doctor, you'll be fine. So, 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 so you never thought of yourself as an addict in the moment? Well, again, you know, I, I was, I didn't really experience any kind of real withdrawal. I mean, there was this little gradual uh, point uh, after one of the times where I was cut short either by uh, losing a bottle or the TSA thing, or the bottle, not a bottle. And, uh, all I had was like, there wasn't a long enough time period where like between me those two events or which, i forget which one it was where that happened i feel like it was after uh the tsa incident where you know i i, I experienced some form of withdrawal but it was more like um, what you would call restless leg syndrome with a slight insomnia it wasn't the same thing that's another thing dude withdrawing you cannot sleep because of just the uh the pain and discomfort or is there, is there something else that kept you up? I mean, I'm sure there's some people who went through it and probably didn't experience this, but I've been awake for over 30 days. I mean, I'll sit there and relax in a bed and stuff and try to shut my eyes, but you're never actually asleep during a withdrawal. I mean, you can dope yourself into submission if you take like all sorts of different over the counter stuff. That's possible. But yeah, if you're just withdrawing and sick. Plus, it takes so long for it to get any better. Like, you feel like consistently like garbage for months and months and months. That's why so many people never get clean, because it takes forever. 
and you just you're like oh i can feel like i'm about to die for you know this extended period of time or i can just go get some more drugs so yeah that's why you know there's so many people fall back into it they're always like oh the addiction is in their genes which is a real thing but that's not the case for everybody i mean i i think people can have a predisposition oh yeah definitely that's what i meant yeah 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 like, I, I can't even tell you how many people, like, just over that period of time where they didn't want to even be doing it. You know, they just didn't know what to do. And they're, even now, they, they act like there's all these options for people, and there really isn't. I mean, you can go take Suboxone, go to a methadone clinic, but both of those things are just Band-Aids. It's not a solution. Because methadone is just uh, swapping one for the other, you know. Yeah, isn't, isn't um, methadone like that thing, the uh, spray? Well, no, that, uh, I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen a methadone spray. This was more like cough syrup. Uh, yeah, anyway, people would line up at this clinic and uh, they would hand you this little, like, what you'd get on top of, like, a uh, Pepto-Bismol uh, bottle from the store. I, I kind of know what you're talking about. Yeah, oh, and, and then you just... It's Narcan I'm thinking of. Oh, okay, Narcan, Narcan, yeah. I've been Narcammed a few times. Really? Oh yeah. One of the times I died, that, that was I woke up and uh, you know, I, I was like, I think, yeah, I remember talking about that a couple episodes. Oh, I think like yeah, yeah, now, that was like yeah. Three. They dude, they cut they cut the sleeve and on my favorite shirt, and they cut up my pant leg and stuff. They injected me with it. They didn't spray it up my nose. Wait, no, Narcan is Narcan's only a nasal spray. Well, then maybe this was something else because there would have been no reason for them to cut my clothes up. But I, I would, well, that's, could, I mean, highly possible. I don't like the way I look. I guarantee it. <laughs> I guarantee it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we really are brothers. Yeah, most definitely. I remember sitting on the couch, and, like, I felt like I was dead for a long time. It was only a couple minutes, but I felt like I was dead for like a long, long, long time. I remember waking up on the couch. I feel like we've talked about this before here. Were you dead or just dead tired? <laughs> a little from column A, a little from column B. No, they said I was dead. A- again, it felt like a long time. And when I came back and woke up on the couch, the first words out of my mouth were, what the hell? I think it was a EMT or a, maybe even a cop there he heard me say and he's like yeah what the hell and, but he didn't understand what i meant like i meant how did i get back here again <laughs> not what the hell happened i think what what just popped in my head is um at any point during this did you try to seek any sort of support like what you know did you try to go to like an addiction center like did you try to go to like na or something remember when um uh, I'm going back to The Simpsons again, but do you remember when Marge had to go to that rehab place, and she's like, the gamblers are drinking, the drinkers are smoking, and uh, so I forget what the other one was. If it's like they're having sex with anything that moves, no, that's kind of all that is. Like even like I forget what it is, but it's like AA for drug addicts. NA. 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 Uh, you know, I went to that a couple times voluntarily. Mm-hmm. And it's the same problem as AA. It's kind of, you know, turn yourself over to a higher power. Admit that you are powerless. Mm-hmm. It's like, how, do you, how, are you, how are you supposed to surrender your power? 
but have but supposed to have the power to beat addiction. Yeah, yeah. When you need it to beat the addiction, that's contradictory. I have a very love hate relationship with those twelve step programs, man. They're a joke, man. Cause like, cause like, like, like you read those things. And don't get me wrong, like, like they they obviously help people. You know, they really do. Okay, like if it works for you, that's great. Sure, but again, nothing has nothing has a one hundred percent success rate. Nothing. Yeah, I I think what um you know except hand grenades. Um, what I've always kind of like reading those, you know, like the tenets or something of of it. It's like, well, at what point do you take accountability for your own actions? Well, that's that's part of my problem with it. There is none. Yeah, it's just like, no, no, no. It wasn't me. Tommy banging on the sofa. Even even after the whole surgery thing, they're like, oh, you you have to go to AA. I was like, make me. Repoman. No, I told them. I was. They were like, well, you're gonna lose this, that, and the other thing if you don't go to AA. I was like, fine. I wouldn't do it. You know, they had. They even went so far as to have a counselor video conference me. Really? Yeah, and I told her my uh, my issues and thoughts about the whole thing, and she's like, "Well, I'm kind of mandated to do this, and it is my job." You should... So I ended up just bullshitting with her for like a couple hours a week, and we didn't even talk about anything. You know, at the end of it, she kind of even didn't. She's like, "Okay, I get why you didn't want this in the first place." Plus, I think I think part of that comes from the almost the, the again the not repressing things it's like okay it happened what do you want me to do about it uh, it's over now why do you want to keep rehashing it talking about it indefinitely when you can just admit that this time is done you know do your best to put it out of your head and move on like i mean if you got that just rattling around in your brain all the time time for aa time for aa and it's like you really want to sit in a room of people talking about how much they miss drinking if you at that point in time might really miss drinking yourself like na the, all these people are at these meetings and it's the best place around to buy drugs because everyone there has them everyone's holding <laughs> no uh like, like i said you know I, I i know some people who've gone through those programs uh with you know varying levels of success you know degrees and- degrees yeah, and uh, you know, for some people it works. For some people, it never lands. You know. Well, and I'm kind of a freak in that sense. I I've heard a lot of people say that they've had success with it. You're kind of a freak in many senses. Yeah, I don't make any sense. I don't. I don't get me. <laughs> I hardly knew me. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you know, I I've talked to people who've had success with it. I'm not completely yeah, shooting same, it down. Same, same. I'm just saying it wasn't right for me. Like, I, I was somewhere the other day, I, I don't want to say, because I don't want to get tied back to her, but uh, she was working at the place I was at, and somehow it came up. Wait, the the the, the heroin usage or the... Uh, the, uh, the alcohol stuff. See, cause, okay. Oh, the, it was because of the transplant, because of the transplant. Kind of, kind of a big deal, yeah. Sort of. Do, what, do we, what do you mean, sort of? I was agreeing with you in a non-agreement green kind of way. Oh, okay. Okay, you were making a joke. Yeah, that's what they call this. You suck. I know. So, yeah, because she, uh, she had asked me about it. and uh, Oh, here's another thing. Not to, not to derail the story. I'll get back to it in a moment. My, Will you? Uh, hopefully, if I remember. My medical records say a lot of really weird different stuff. Like, pertaining to what actually happened... 
to my liver. One set says cancer. The other set says just, you know, organ failure. There's no sort of, like, it just runs the gamut as far as date-wise. Like, you can't say they thought it was this thing at one point in time. Uh, they realized it was something else later because that's not what happened. There's so much overlap between the various medical stuff date-wise. So there were different papers saying different things. Interesting. I never even thought about the possibility of it being liver cancer. Is it weird? Like, I, I literally had to Google liver cancer because I didn't know if you can get cancer in the liver. Yeah, sure. Thank God this isn't a medical podcast. <laughs> I, I love my current doctor uh, now. She's not just a mindless pill pusher. She is f***ing brilliant. You want to you wanna give Doc a shout-out? or? No, no, no. She knows who she is. Excellent work, Doc. Uh, no, I, I've been very verbal with her about... Uh, that, was, that was a legitimate thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Plus, her husband is uh, the Duke's doctor. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't know we called him Duke. I thought he was all Duce. That's still... That's just... God damn it. <laughs> that's still the Duke. <laughs> El Duce. <laughs> okay, so anyway. His, his doctor prior was just giving him endless prescriptions for all kinds of problems that I, I was convinced he didn't have. And I was right. Uh-huh. His prescriptions were drastically reduced. Like, you remember all the shit on the fridge uh, at that house, you know? And it was just endless, and most of it was his. I mean, mom was on all kinds of stuff, too. You know, there's, there's a lot of problems with the medications mom was fucking taking, you know, without getting into any of that. But, but yeah, when he started uh, going to uh, my doctor's husband, who, of course, is also a doctor. He's not like, it's not like voodoo or anything. You know, he's like, you don't need this. You don't need this. You don't need this. You don't have vertigo. You know, like, <laughs> like he was literally on a medication for vertigo and he didn't even have vertigo. Not Alfred Hitchcock. So, uh, yeah, I just ran down the list and there's all kinds of shit he didn't need. But yeah, anyway, yeah, I love my doctor. Anyway, back to the uh, story I was telling. So uh, she had asked me, okay, well, how did you stop drinking? I was like, I just stopped doing it. She's like, but how? I was like, I just stopped because she was dealing with the AA stuff. And I didn't have an answer for her. You know, I, 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 I was kind of kind of guiding this conversation to this point, And that is, you know, the recovery process, like aspect of things. OK, like uh, the drug stuff, I could counsel the shit out of somebody. But as far as the alcohol aspect is concerned, I was just like, OK, I'm just not going to do it. Again, I had to die again to get there, but I got there. Maybe that's it. You just got to die and come back. I didn't want to suggest. That's not something you can suggest to people, though. Have you tried dying? Have you tried unplugging it and plugging it back in? <laughs> right. I mean, unless you're the Canadian government. But other than that, no, you can't recommend dying. Did you try rebooting the computer? Just curious. <laughs> yeah, just, just to reboot. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was... I wish I had something to tell her, you know, because... She, like, because she was like, she asked me about it, and I was like, there's no point to that. And I, I even presented her with some of the uh, points that I gave to you, and that was really kind of the only advice I could offer her. I was like, you know, you got this thing just riling around in your head every time you go to the meetings, you know, and uh, gradually phase them out altogether. You know, don't just stop going, because then you'll have 
a drastic shift in, you know, inside your head just from doing that. So gradually, you know, scale down and stop going. And she's actually trying that. I think it's nice that you're providing that level of uh, support, guidance for someone that you have such a kind of fraught past, I guess is the, I guess is what I want to say. Okay. And I think that's just got nothing else to say. I just think it's, uh, I think it's good on you. Again, 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 that's not, I'm not pitching that advice to everybody. Okay. Because, you know, like we said, sometimes this really does in fact help people. You know, yeah. I'm not I'm not yeah. writing the yeah. whole yeah. thing off completely. Uh, it's just that wasn't for me, you know, and I knew that prior only because of the N.A. stuff and the overlap was obvious uh, and similarities. So uh, I, I was just like, no, even like I said, even when they were threatening me, I was like, oh, you need to do this. You need to do this. I was like, you're going to take the liver back. Go ahead. Like, I, I've gotten nasty with that. The people at uh, the hospital that did it a couple times. Like I plus I mean I'm sure you remember I I know we've talked about this here but I was a notorious fucking dickhead. I mean I was there with you a couple like like two or three times I remember you being um, difficult. Well that yeah I mean I was difficult but at the same time you know I was still making jokes. Mm. You uh you certainly made a light of the whole thing. Light up the darkness. But um yeah it's. You know, again, not put, pitching that whole thing to everybody, but it's, you know, I mean, we'll see if it helps her. I, I, I actually have to go back, to the, not next week, but the week after. And yeah, I, I'm going to talk to her again. I kind of want to move on away from this. Um, yeah, I feel like we've rattled on. Yeah, like we've been uh, going for about uh, almost two hours now. And uh, um, so I just want to give you a, a final bite of the cherry here. Is there any any closing remarks about this? Is there any pearls of wisdom? You are a rare case, which is why we're going through the process of, you know, canonization for you. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, every, can, canonized gets me every time. You know what I think of. Cannons. Flanders. I see. <laughs> and for that, I'm going to canonize you. So, pearls of wisdom. What do you got? It seems impossible at first and for a very, very long time. Okay, when it comes to the drug part. And alcohol is addictive too, okay? I don't know why I didn't really experience uh, that same... I mean, I guess I guess because uh, the withdrawal from the heroin thing was so much more difficult. Alcohol withdrawal, huh, whatever. <laughs> Sleep it off. Well, no, al- alcohol withdrawal can kill you. I mean, there's some studies that say it's, it's, it's more... Uh, more dangerous than withdrawing from drugs. Uh, again, it, there's risk uh, on both sides of that, you know. But yeah, it, it's not, I mean, it seems like it's impossible. It seems like it's impossible. It seems like it's impossible. It's, it's a baby step situation, you know. Every day you get a little, little bit better, you get a little bit better, a little bit better. But at, at the same time, you're not going to feel like you're getting better. That sort of comes on, I don't want to say all at once down the line, but it, it, you start to notice it a long time after, even though your body is recovering. Uh, plus it's sort of as far as like nutrition in your body when it comes to that like it kind of just nukes your internals like you're deprived of all sorts of stuff because of that same thing with alcohol like alcohol is actually far worse for you than you're told i'm not anti-drinking uh or or yeah i mean i'm anti i'm anti-pharmaceuticals but i'm not you know there's nothing wrong with doing the occasional drug or having the occasional drink 
again, you know, they, they, alcohol is way worse for you than they say. And I've never lost any friends to uh, drinking, but I have lost a few to the heroin. It's, uh, some of them are fucking terrible. Like, I don't even think you'd believe some of them. Like, did I ever tell you about what happened to my one friend? Uh, she had epilepsy. That's not very descriptive. I don't want to say her name. Of course. Uh, she she used to work with the space coyote. She was an addict, heroin addict, and she also had epilepsy, as I mentioned. Uh, she was in a rehab. She was forced into a rehab. I'd stop me if I told you the story before. I feel like I've told it before. No, keep going. Keep going. She got into uh, an argument with her girlfriend uh, at the place where they lived together, and I think it was an apartment. I want to say it's an yeah, it was an apartment. I remember being there. Okay, um, and her girlfriend broke her nose. So she calls the cops, locks herself in the bathroom, calls the cops, and cops show up, and they see that, you know, she's bleeding all over the place, and her nose is, you know, fucking an inch to the right, or half an inch to the right, sorry. Uh, they, they arrest the girlfriend, they start to haul her out, and she goes, Blank has heroin in the bedroom! They go in, of course there was heroin in the bedroom, but it could have just as easily have been pinned on the girlfriend. So not only do they arrest my friend, they let the other girl go. Even after physically assaulting your friend? Drug, drug, drug addict paperwork is so simple. Like, assault stuff is way different. Like, plus drug arrests. They love drug arrests because that influences budget and all sorts of other things. Like, drug arrests, are, they look great on your record. You know, picking up someone who punched a chick in the face isn't... There's no, you know... It's just, eh. So anyway, they arrest my friend. She got uh, charged with possession. She got probation for it. And of course, she, she, you know, you can't just stop doing heroin. You know, that's not how that works. So she had a probation officer and all that stuff. And she went a couple times and she had to take these drug tests. And of course, you know, heroin was in there. So it was like this... The third or fourth visit to her probation officer, he just says, "Look, you're this is this keeps happening, and you're either going to a rehab or jail. Pick one. You're not going home." So you know, no one in their right mind would pick jail over a rehab, right? I mean, uh, they put her in this rehab, and she was there, uh, supposed to be there for thirty days, right? Uh, day, tw I think it was day twenty-eight, was her birthday. So she signed herself out early, and these three idiots she was in there with went with her. So they get a hotel room and get a bunch of drugs, which at this point, this is when uh, fentanyl started to work its way, really work its way into, I almost said food supply, um, but, you know, <laughs> the drug supply as far as, like, that level. Like, heroin, like... You, when you go to Philly, like if you go to Philly right now and buy heroin, you're not getting heroin. It's just fentanyl. And that's been like that for a long, long time. Well, aren't you getting a bunch of stuff cut with fentanyl though? Because like fentanyl can like increase uh, yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, fentanyl is just inherently like I forget how many times stronger, but it's infinitely stronger than just heroin. I think it's like, I think it's like 100 times. Yeah, and it's cheaper. It's something like to, wild. Yeah, yeah, it's cheaper yeah. to make and you get, you know, Boku bucks. Uh, I mean, okay, the news blows the whole uh, fentanyl thing out of proportion, like... 
cop shows blow it out of proportion. Like in cop shows, like a cop will like touch or like be in the vicinity of fentanyl and they'll like symptoms or some shit. It's, yeah, they'll pass cool. out. Yeah, that's it absorbs through your skin. That's not how that works. And that was I mean, like I was like, how are they how are they selling people on this idea? This is ridiculous. But anyway, so so my friend uh was in this rehab, signs herself out and gets a bunch of drugs and gets this hotel room with these three guys. And she didn't tell them she was epileptic and almost every time she shot up she had something that resembled a seizure, you know. She shoots up. Also, she didn't take into account that she hadn't done anything in 28 days. So your tolerance changes. So if you did, let's say, you know, it comes in these little bags, uh, little blue paper bags, uh, which are folded over and then put into a tiny plastic bag. And say you did three of those normally, you know, you would need less than one after 28 days for most people. So she uh, does three overdoses has a seizure and at this point she wasn't dead but she appeared to be so these three guys panic they rolled her up in a uh i want to say carpet but i don't feel like that's right uh oh the the uh the bedspread and left her in the back of an abandoned stripped down van in kensington and she died in the van well, I can say you're right. Yeah, and that's not even that's not even like the only one. There's there's more. That's the that honestly, I don't know why I went with the most terrible one. Well, did 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 we ever talk about my one friend who was actually a dealer down in the city? Yes. Okay, Mike. And of course, then there was my friend Brian, who was you know we talked about that story, the mugging. Yes, yes, you made a friend from a mugging. Uh, which is quintessentially further proof. Anyone can do it, but don't try. Yeah. Well, I was going to say it's uh, it's just further proof that you and I are indeed brothers, that we can make friends out of very different circumstances. Uh, yeah, obscure sources. <laughs> Situations where you wouldn't be like, hey, this is going to be my new buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me, guy. Um so I, I, I think what I want to do is bring this to a little bit of a close. You never even told me about your date. We're not doing that whole cliffhanger, don't answer any questions, the entire episode stuff again. <laughs> Listen, we've been talking for almost two hours, okay? And we do need to close the loop on something, okay? All right. Okay, all right. I'm not gay, but I'll learn. <laughs> no, go ahead. Oh, uh, wait, wait, wait until the feedback. Wait until the feedback, because I got feedback. So, um, so I want to circle everything back. Okay, like I said, this is an intense 10th episode. Uh, although it's our, it's going to be our, our 11th upload, uh, the, uh, the terror on Lake Fairview does not count as an episode. It's a short bite, you know, it's a short drive. Trip. Um, Why do you have such a hard time with that short trip? I don't know. We got to do so, more of those, too. We might, we might pull one of those out of this. Oh, most definitely. Dude. Uh, almost is, two hours. This is way too connected of an episode. This is way I'm too sure I could find a 20-minute segment of us just talking about nonsensical things. Maybe I could even break down the uh, uh, just the St. Michael part. Make that a shorty. So I, I think, you know, to, to close it all together, you know, rather than like pearls of wisdom, what helped you? I guess is what I want to know. With the drug thing? 
what what helped you you know to overcome all this someone someone's listening and they're like okay that's great that's great what do i need that can help me oh jesus there's there's various sort of factors to that i mean uh as it just pertains to uh heroin and fentanyl i mean again like methadone suboxone those kind of things uh, they're stopgap solutions, and if you do go that route, I mean, it does help a lot of people. It really does. Uh, even S did that with Suboxone. And if you phase down gradually, again, from the Suboxone, uh, and, you know, it'll minimize the withdrawal symptoms, uh, neutralize the majority of them. Uh, you might feel like crap for a short period of time when you first start, uh, but after the first, like, week or two, maybe, I don't know, it varies from person to person. But... Uh, suboxone or methadone just don't get caught up like with suboxone it's a little different because you can't go to a clinic and get it and just sign up and get it so suboxone I believe is still a prescription thing that you have to go to your doctor for um, but yeah you can you can phase that out with suboxone there's even a there's a shot you can get that'll even neutralize it uh, plus okay plus it, it, I forget what it's called but it makes it so if you even do it blocks the opioid receptors in your brain that's i mean i don't i don't know if that's something that's not i don't know if that's really for everyone but uh again like you can phase down with suboxone uh if you want to go the methadone route that's it, fine but again you know they'll just they'll just give you methadone you know you can walk uh, i don't know if i should I, i'll fucking say it like you can walk in there and say oh I'm, i do fucking this much heroin a day and just blow the dose out of proportion and just get high on methadone all the time again if you want to quit uh, also, some places actually, uh, okay, I don't recommend this prior to looking into it, but you can, in some places, you can even walk into a police station and they'll help you. Like, they'll, you know, get you into a program. Mm, I have heard about this. Yeah, no, that's a thing in some places. Uh, I forget where. Uh, it's not a thing here. They'll still just treat you like you're the scum of the earth. Yeah, that's ridiculous. But, uh, you know, again, that that's, that's, you know, check that out before you look into that or try to do that. Because odds are you'll just get arrested or f***ing turned away and, you know, put on a list. It's all about scaling down. And uh, for me, it was almost like tricking my brain a little bit, you know. Gotta say, for me, if, this is how it worked for me. You know, I would be like, okay, you know, I don't need this. I don't need this. I don't need this. And sort of a mind over matter thing for me. But because, again, I didn't, I didn't go the Suboxone route. I went the Methadone route for a while. You know, again, I, just, I noticed that, you know, they weren't scaling me down or anything. They were just giving me pink goo. Uh, it, it, you know, as long as they got paid every week, they didn't care. I mean, I don't know that every place is like that. I would like to think that they're not, but that was my experience. You know, it, once you get caught in that methadone loop and, you know, that replaces heroin, you know, and you got to take a little bit of control in that situation of your own life, you know. Like, going back to that story I told you, you can't force someone that doesn't want to quit to quit because that's just an inevitable path to them doing it again, you know? Because if you don't want to stop, you can't just be like, you're fucking bad and you have to do this. No, they're going to go right back to it. It's not the way to, it's not the way to win people and influence them. Yeah, most definitely not. And that was what happened with her. She didn't want to quit. You know, the law for, forced her into this. And that happened. She'd probably still be alive if she wasn't forced into it by the law. And the rehab place she was in was garbage. That's not to say these ritzy 
you know, resort looking things are much better because uh, most of them don't actually offer any real help except, you know, it's just a luxury hotel where, where they just send you to say, oh, I cleared the program. They don't offer you any real help, a lot of them either. Hooked on phonics worked for me. Exactly. You know, they, they get their little certificate and, you know, they just get to go back and do everything over again. You know, they just pretend like they're better and they're not. They're all doing drugs. Well, the majority. I can't say all. Uh, but again, yeah, you got to want to want to stop. What made you want to stop? Okay, well, that kind of comes back to, I, I think we talked about, uh, in one of these things, we talked about um, uh, the, because uh, I was shooting up for a long time. And, dude, I was a wreck, man. Like, I was shooting up in my hands, my feet, my neck. Uh, like yeah, I don't know if you've seen my neck. I still have scars on each side where I look like it looked like I got shot and it went through. I've noticed that. Yeah. yeah. So what made you finally say I'm I'm done with this? I want to get better. Well, really, it was okay. Kind of again coming back to how I stopped shooting up. You know, I kind of was like, all right. Uh, I think I told this story before about how I was sitting there. It was like midnight, and I. I fixed one up and I put it in a syringe and I was just poking holes in myself. I couldn't find a vein or anything anywhere, right? Next thing I know, the sun's coming up and I'm still poking holes in myself. I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm just done shooting up. And then I started snorting it and I was just like, all right, you know what? F*** it. I'm done with this too. And I just, again, phase, phase, phase. And, you know, I just stopped. I mean, I don't even think about going back. There's never a point where I'm like, oh, I wish I had some of that sweet, sweet age. Uh, hamburger helper, folks. Hamburger helper. See, this is why I question the my ability to actually advise people on this because, again, I'm a freak. You know, I can't recommend this for everybody. I mean, you can't recommend it for everyone, but, you know, it's still, it is a path out, I think is what I'm trying to get at. Well, I, I, think, I think the people that this logic would pertain to, like percentage-wise is l less than 10%. What about the, was there any sort of importance or reliance on uh, your support system? You mean? Friends around Oh, you? I didn't have anybody. Or were they? Face Coyote was gone. Uh, it was just me. Like I said, you provided a path, whether it will work or not. I mean, you know, we're not, we're not doctors. Again, this is not a medical podcast. Um, All right, just, I, I guess we'll leave it like this. There are options. There's a way out. Okay, you gotta want it. You really actually want it, and you know, one day at a time. You know, it's there's a a light. You know, you just gotta find it. And and for anyone that is listening, that may know someone uh, dealing with this, you want to put the story out there. You want us to talk about it, or you want Mike to address it. Maybe he's. I mean, dare I say. You know, you may not agree with me, Mike, but, you know, you are kind of an expert on the situation and has come out on the other end um, in the manner that you have. I, I would consider that, you know, I would consider that a level of expertise, uh, someone who can speak directly to those experiences. You know, you can send, uh, send an email to deadmanonpodcast at uh, gmail.com. Did you just make me a counselor? You know, the, the hospital tried getting me to be one for a while. I think that's a good idea. Um, they were, you know, they're like, you're like this super rare success story. And I was like, God damn it. Cool. You're one of the X-Men. Yeah, <laughs> right. 
Oh, oh, speaking of which, uh, not X-Men, but dun 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 Drugito. <laughs> <laughs> he can sense drugs from miles away. But... <laughs> you're, so you're a canine drug sniffing dog. <laughs> drugs. Uh, let's see robots take that job. <laughs> so, speaking of, of drugs... I uh, come to the uh, the portion where this probably should have be at the beginning of the podcast. Maybe we'll fuck it. We're it taking it back like to the that. start. Reset the clock. <laughs> Damn it! It's been two hours. Um, so some feedback, and Mike, because of the feedback I got, we kind of have to close the loop on the popper story. I don't know what you're talking about. So I'm gonna read you something, and you'll be like, yes. We need to close the loop on this. You know, I'm editing editing this whole thing, and I'm just going to stop before we start telling the pop story, right? Let, let me finish this. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. For you, explain what a popper is to the audience. Oh, when I say it, it just sounds like some drug mixture, right? So a popper, guys, is... No, uh, like, no, 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 no. What is it? Okay, those were those uh, little pieces of... Uh, it was a piece of folded up really thin tissue paper that had sawdust and uh, i'm not sure what else it was it was some sort of really minute explosive component i, I thought it was like a trace amount of gunpowder mixed with like nitroglycerin or something. i don't know uh, one of the problem i mean one or both yeah um okay so continue. so you would throw these things and they would just make a little flash in the dark and a little popping sound that's all it was you know just pew, 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 pew. so and, and we used to play with these things all the time as kids, and we called them poppers. Right. Okay. So, we make reference to the popper story and uh, Joe, right? The mighty Joe Beast. The mighty Joe Beast. So, I'm going to read you the, the etymology of the word poppers. Amyl nitrites were originally sold in small glass amphodes wrapped in cloth. Recreational use uh, would would crash or pop these vials between their fingers, to uh, which is thought to be the origin of the slang term. All right, noun poppers, drugs of the alkaline nitrate class used recreationally as a sexual stimulant, especially among gay men. So, Mike. We need we needed a definition of what we knew as poppers because the feedback is it sounds like you drugged your brother in a sex room. <laughs> so we 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 really needed to close the loop on this. The real story sounds anticlimactic by comparison. But <laughs> yes. So for anyone listening, hey. <laughs> the, Dude, uh, what those, kind of people their mind um, goes to brother rape like <laughs> <laughs> what what demo is this coming from um 30 to 35 age demographic are these personal friends or just comments uh uh I shouldn't say you don't know who your friends are alright moving on
Just so you know, you're editing this episode, so this is going to be fun for you. Yeah, you f***er.